everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode, Public Health Plus, of a holiday fireside chat. I'm Cass. And I'm MJ. And as always, there will be a fire noise going on in the background starting now. So here we go. It was a little vigorous last time, the fire noise. So we might need to turn it down a skosh this time. Oh, really? I already turned it down 60%. It's still too loud. It it was... um. I mean, I could hear us fine, but I was like, I was feeling a little intimidated by the roar of the fire. (laughs) It feels like we're like sitting like two feet away from the fire and the fire is too big. (laughs) So today we're going to chat a little bit about holiday plans and and different things and just random musings and and goings on. If anyone was able to sit through the Thanksgiving fireside chat, you know that this may go down rabbit holes or off the rails occasionally, but... uh, Oh, every few minutes this will go off the rails. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with us and joining us today. So talking about the fire Uh uh, just made me think about chestnuts, chestnuts roasting on an open fire being a sort of a traditional holiday thing. Have you had chestnuts? Are you ready for another MJ surprise? You don't like chestnuts? I've never had chestnuts. You've never had them? Never had it. They're so good. Are they a nut? Yeah. Okay. So can you describe what they look like? (laughs) They're sort of flat-ish, a beautiful chestnut brown. They're like the size of a quarter ish okay sometimes like they could be a little bit smaller but you you score them with a like an x on it and then you roast them and they kind of peel open oh and then you can peel the shell off and eat the delicious nut inside interesting several years ago james got them and and we roasted them for the first time not not in an open fire although we do as we've talked about before have a gas stove gas oven so maybe it's you know close to roasting on an open fire but they're much easier to peel when they're warm, right, makes sense. but they like they can get really hot. But they're delicious. They've got like kind of a sweet, nutty. It's almost like an alm, like a sweet almond kind of, but soft. Would you say it's an acquired taste? I don't think so. I think they're delightful. We we all enjoyed them the first time we had them, and that's now a staple in our house. Like as soon as they become available around Thanksgiving, we buy them. They're usually in the produce section of our grocery store, so we'll buy them. And is it because? They're so based on seasons that you don't see them more often. I think so. I mean, I think like a lot of other things, they they are available seasonally. That's interesting. We only see them around Thanksgiving and Christmas and then sometimes a little bit into the new year. But then usually they're either all sold or they, I don't know, go wherever chestnuts go when they aren't sold. That's, That's a very good question. A very deep question. Where do things go if no one buys them? Typically in the landfill. We're going to do an episode on food waste that talks about how much food we waste, oh, but you know that's in the future. Yeah, I just, it hurts my heart I know. when food gets wasted. I know. I think, I don't know what episode we talked about this, but you know, during the pandemic, like there's New York Times did an article where they poured thousands of gallons, maybe like tens of thousands of gallons of milk down the drain. And I'm just like, you could just, you know, give it to someone <laughs> as a totally yep. viable option, but no, welcome to capitalism. Anyway. Giving things away to the benefit of others is not a strong suit. You know, that that reeks of socialism, MJ. (laughs) I was like, should we dive down that rabbit hole? But I feel like this will just turn into... MJ's no, communist no, that's, manifesto that might be rant. a little bit too. <laughs> that might be too much for uh, for, for the holidays. Yeah, for our holiday fireside chat. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast you're wrong about, which I highly recommend. But they were talking about cancel culture. What I'm about to say has nothing to do with the topic, but they were talking about cancel culture, and they're talking about how sometimes social media can give the illusion that a lot of people don't like you. So they give an example of on our typical episode, we have a million downloads. And even if 1% of the people don't like us on Twitter, it will seem like everyone don't like us because 10,000 people 
tweeting just seems like everyone. Right. When I heard the phrase on an episode, we have a million downloads. I'm just like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> Aspirational. Aspirational. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, like, how are they doing like all those content like every week? Like it's so much research and stuff. And then I remember, oh, they're doing this full time. It's their job. Yeah. They have multiple hours a day researching and writing and i have three hours at best every week and and i just a little part of me just like maybe i should quit my job but like no i can't do that <laughs> it's too crazy. Uh, maybe wait until the net revenue on the podcast is not negative right, right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe wait until you know we've actually earned <laughs> some kind of income because right now we've only spent but you got to spend money to make money that's right true. MJ? that's true my mom donated to our patreon oh really which, which is really nice but it also like mom that's so cute <laughs> is is so cute but it, it's it feels a little weird I, i'm taking money from my own mother you're not the podcast is taking your mom donated it for my benefit obvi right like she's like ooh, mj <laughs> like Cass is putting up with you you should really you know <laughs> compensate give her a cookie but yeah something like that <laughs> but like uh but yeah, I just, I mean, we discussed this a little bit. Like we have a lot of ideas that we want to explore, but we're limited by time that like we can only do one a week. And if I could do one every day, I would, because there's so much about public health that I want to do. You could. The listeners would hear me once a week because I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, MJ, what what are your plans for the holidays do your does your family celebrate christmas are you going to be doing something for the holiday yeah so our family has never been again same thing with thanksgiving never been like a huge holiday or birthday people in a sense that we don't decorate the entire house or do stuff like that but we do gather as a family we do gather and we share a meal and then we have you know gifts opening parties like that but yeah no lights no trees i could see you like wince no I, no it wasn't a wince it was more of a, a questioning look you're not birthday people How, no. what, what does that mean like it's like we might go out for dinner but we don't have like a party in a traditional sense if that makes sense like we buy cake do people have parties after they turn like a certain age you just so i don't know about you but like... so when you okay so when you said you weren't birthday people i thought you meant like you don't celebrate or like it's you just kind of blow it off not having a party like that's perfectly reasonable you know you don't have to decorate the house or have a pinata or something for your i know birthday. a lot of people that are like really into celebrating their birthday so which is why oh. it makes me think that oh i'm i must not be a birthday person no can i vent for a moment so go for it, go for it, james go. and i were out for a nice brunch the other day you know the it was a very empty and we were you know just kind of relaxing having our food and all of a sudden like 40 people pour in all wearing shirts that say almost 30 <laughs> and they're all you know drinking crap beer and, and all this kind of stuff and i'm thinking to myself like almost 30, so you're 29 like why why does this warrant 40 people wearing shirts and like why are you and so we were like nope we got a GTFO yeah. because we there's like just too many people. That's what I mean. Some people around. do that for their birthday, which I'm not. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, okay, maybe for like the big birthdays, right? Sure. Like 18, 21, you know. But like once you're once you get over, you know, 10, 11, right. 12, like it just kind of gets meh. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the big birthday parties, but then you know you turn forty. Okay, like I'm looking forward to turning forty. Very excited. Oh, okay. 
Congratulations. The theme for my 40th birthday is going to be, oh my lordy, Cass is 40, because it rhymes, and I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that does back, sound like a theme back, that you would choose. <laughs> back to the to Christmas. I mean, I understand not not decorating for Christmas, yeah. but still getting together and, and yeah. eating and stuff. That's yeah. it's great. But you you are a decorator, for sure. We are, yes. I think as we discussed <laughs> in the Thanksgiving fireside chat, we decorate for mm-hmm. Christmas the weekend right after Thanksgiving. <laughs> So we've got our tree up and decorated. We've got lights on the front of the house. We've got a little blow-up baby goat in the front yard that's dressed as Santa. Uh-huh. And uh, My question to you, how do you keep the pets away from the tree? I mean, we just teach them not to mess with the tree. Oh, oh, that's discipline. The cat's like never really been... Our cat, Jinx, she's never been... She'll occasionally try to play with the some of the ornaments but we just try to put those up a little bit higher and penny we just she knows to leave stuff alone wow that's props to you as a as a pet owner because on instagram there's all these posts coming up about how people are like cat proofing their tree and some of them are really creative have you seen those posts no so there is a tree where the bottom half is sawed off and it's levitating on the ceiling so it's like half just the top of the tree and the cat's trying to reach it and then there's people putting like uh, their tree inside the shower thing so it's encased in the shower yeah like that that to, that to me that's too much work like just teach your pets not to mess with stuff and like don't put ornaments on the bottom of the tree or like don't have you know if you have really really nice ornaments definitely don't put those at the bottom of the tree like we put our janky old you know stuff that we you don't mind losing got from target (laughs) when we were 20 that we don't really care too much about that stuff goes at the bottom of the tree but our pets don't really mess with that's that's again props to you as pet owners now if there was you know roast beef on the tree (laughs) different different discussion but just having ornaments penny has no interest in the tree penny the type that will like when you're cooking will try to like jump on the counter and lick stuff oh no 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 she 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 knows not to go on the counter now if we're if we're having snacks like out in the living room and there's stuff on the coffee table she'll like kind of sniff and like look at it and give us a little side eye to see if we're paying attention but we trained her to leave stuff alone so if she gets too close you know we tell her to leave it and she leaves it alone that's so good well you gotta you can't like your dogs are like kids you if you gotta teach them what you want them to do a lot of people don't know that i think a lot of people a lot of people are just you know bad pet owners it's it's not easy that's true well i don't want to say anybody's a bad pet owner right but like there's a saying there's no bad dogs just bad owners or or badly trained owners right but it takes patience and time and my neighbor's a dog trainer and so she gave me a lot of really good tips and here's a plug for for zach george zach george dog training revolution read his book watched all of his youtube videos and stuff and that was really really helpful in laying some basic foundation this is not your neighbor you're talking about no 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 zach no he's a the number one youtube dog trainer like he's he's got millions of people who watch all of his stuff so i was like you live next to like (laughs) oh no 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 my neighbor she's great She's, she's not to the the zach george level but no she was fantastic really helped wonderful what about food-wise? Oh, for, for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, so we usually go up to James's parents cool. for Christmas. You know, we've talked about this before, the farm. The woods, which is yes. in the forest. <laughs> and so James's mom is also a great cook. 
And so she will make lasagna, pasta sauce, etc. And we'll have like a nice little Christmas Eve dinner. And then James usually will cook a pernil for Christmas, which is a pork shoulder cooked in a Puerto Rican style. So the skin gets crisped up like little chicharrones. And uh, I was just going to say, you got to explain that to some people. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's just it's a, a just a really delicious cut of pork that gets slowly cooked. And yeah, so we'll do that. What's your favorite protein? I don't think I've asked this. Oh, man. I have to do favorite protein land and sea and air, right? Like you can, you have to have one of each. Four legs, two legs, no legs. Yeah. So sea for sure is shrimp. Like I just, I love shrimp. I could eat shrimp every day. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like lobster's great. Scallops are great. Fish is like, but my go-to sea protein Uh is shrimp. Love crab too. Like, I mean, if it's meat, I'm going to eat it, but I love shrimp. Right. (laughs) Land, lamb. For sure. Oh, same. Love lamb. That we share. Yeah. Definitely. Remind me to tell you sometime about the first meal that James ever cooked for me. What kind of story? Is it like a happy ending or is this like a horror story? Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. He made me lamb. Just remind me to tell you sometime about sure, the, sure, sure. the lamb that he made. Um, and then air, duck, for sure. We share Love two duck. of three. What's your what's your C? So I'm not a fan of anything with shells. Not so much for the taste, just because and I don't want to work. What well, do you get the <laughs> stuff that already has the shells off? Oh, that I could do. I love picking crabs, by the way. Like that's just I, such I a can't. great when it's hot outside and you got like a nice cold beer sitting on the table and you just get too much work. So <laughs> really quick side note, you can ask my family. Like I don't like to get my hands dirty when I eat. Same. So I will eat with my thumb and my pointer finger. Like if I'm eating hot wings or fries or nachos or anything i eat with two fingers that's it period same except when it comes to picking crabs i'm like covered in old bay like (laughs) i'm just like swimming in old bay i stink of old bay for a week and i just love it i i don't understand that's so much work for very very in my opinion it's delicious and it's so good like when it's hot outside you pick some crabs you you know you have a cold beverage it's great anyway what is your sea no shellfish so i mean it depends on if it's sushi i love uh bluefin tuna but i try not to eat too much of it because you know it's overfishing and stuff like that but you know in general i do love hamachi which i believe is yellowtail yeah i like yellowtail yeah i'm a fish person not a shellfish person lobsters are pretty good but if it's in the shell i don't touch it just out of pure laziness but yeah we share two of three like lamb and duck i make freaking amazing duck breast like i just like I knock it out of the water. Like I, I make routinely like the best duck people have ever had. <laughs> do you also do like medium rare with your duck breast? Oh, of course. You can't overcook duck, and you got to score the score the skin, skin right? and render out the fat. Like you, you just got to be patient. You can't flip the duck too soon. Do you do stripes or do you do crisscross? Crisscross, of course. You have to do crisscross. You got to. I'm a stripe person. No. <laughs> You got to do the cross hatch. Otherwise, the fat's just not going to render the right way. The stripes work as well. Nobody wants the layer of, of white fat under the skin. You got to you gotta crisp that stuff no, up. No, I do. So I do it in strips so that when it's done, when you slice it, you don't see anything on the skin because you can slice along the strip. Oh. And it's just like a perfect okay. little piece. Eh, I still feel like the cross hatches <laughs> work better. I'm really looking forward to flying back to Seattle. So I'm going back to Seattle right after yes. Christmas to spend some time with my family and broad category of Asian food. There, there's some okay food here, you know. In, Seattle should be um, good. Oh, yes. I'm so looking forward to eating Asian food <laughs> over in uh, Seattle. Yeah. Some of the Vietnamese food in particular is just 
leaps and bounds better than what you can get over here. I've never been to Seattle. Well, that's not true. I've been to a few times. Well, what is the what is the motif for Asian food in Seattle? I don't understand the question. What do you mean motif? So every city would have a different style of Asian food. That's their strong suit because a lot of immigrants of that particular country. Live oh there. yeah, no, it, it's a plethora because uh, so two reasons, right? So we're you know you got the Pacific Rim, right? But having Microsoft and Boeing there for a very long time, it drew in a lot of talent. Amazon now as well. Ugh, and Amazon. so whether you want sushi, you want Chinese food, you want Korean, Vietnamese, Thai, like there's, you can get pretty much anything you want. There are whole sort of Asian grocery stores that you, you just don't see on the East Coast that you see over in the Seattle area. Oh, Seattle must have great sushi. Oh my gosh. Some of the best sushi I've ever had, I've eaten in Seattle. I mean, honestly, most of the best Asian food I've ever had, it was from sort of the Seattle area. I mean, you've been here for a while, but... Yeah, I've been on the East Coast since 2008. I'm still West Coast, Best Coast. Have you converted? Oh, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I was this. This is a, a constant conversation in the Krafasi house because okay. I'll say, "Oh, I'm you know I'm gonna go home uh-huh. for the holidays," and James is like, "This is your home." I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh that stings." <laughs> oh, James. Yes, no, right. I love you, dear husband and family, but like Washington <laughs> is still home. So I was talking with somebody right. the other day, and they're like, "Oh, aren't you a Ravens fan?" I was like, "No, no." Oh, okay. No, Listeners, let the record show fan. that. Cass just had like a face of pure disgust. (laughs) No, nothing, nothing against the Ravens. I mean, people who are Ravens fan. Okay, fine. But like, I'm a Seahawks fan. I've been a Seahawks fan my entire life. Just because I moved to a different place doesn't Uh, mean I'm no longer a Seahawks fan. Like, come on. Are Seahawks the, have they won a Super Bowl? Are they one of the teams that? We have. We won a Super Bowl. Who's the team that hasn't? That's also a bird. Falcons. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we beat the redacted out of the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. First snap of the game, like we just we laid them out, and then and then we got a safety because they they snapped the ball over Peyton Manning's head, and we recovered the ball. Oh, that was so, that game. Yes, forty-eight to eight, I think was the final nice score. Okay, uh, and then we lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl the following year because, you know, we're on the one redacted yard line and wouldn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch to run it in. Instead, we tried to throw it and <laughs> it got picked off by Malcolm Butler. I'm not still upset about that at all. I let the record show that Cass is lying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Oh, um, oh, wait, I'm thinking of the wrong. So the Seahawks are good, but no, well, not this year. Other Seattle teams. <laughs> No, like historically, they have been good at least once. We we have the other two. Yes, the other two Seattle team. Those are the Mariners and Supersonics. Okay, let's do a little education here, MJ. So the Mariners, Mariners are baseball. Mariners are Mariners are not good, right? We 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 have there. We are tied for the most wins ever in an MLB season. Yeah, with Ichiro there. Yes, correct. Yes. And then it all, you know, it's just never been good again. <laughs> the Supersonics have not been in Seattle for... Yeah, they left. <laughs> 20 years, something. They're now the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, you know, think about that for a moment. <laughs> we have the brand new team, the Seattle Kraken in hockey, oh, which okay. it's the first year as an expansion team. Okay. Eh, you know, it's rocky. Right. But, MJ, the Seattle Sounders... The Major League Soccer team is one of the best 
in the country yes. and has won the championship multiple yes. times, including multiple years in a row. So correct yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> I am so sorry. Yes, I do know about the Sounders because they, they've made headlines multiple times. Yeah, I just yeah. wish soccer was bigger. And we also have we also have the Seattle Rain. That I don't know about. Which is the women's professional soccer soccer team uh, I see. and we have the, the seattle storm which is the women's professional basketball team and they're also phenomenal so you know it's not only the men's teams that's true that's the true. women's teams are really good too so don't be so gendered <laughs> mj in your discussions so of sports i'm so sorry i i do i do wish that one soccer be more like prominent in the u.s it's getting huge now it's now the third most watched oh really it's sport. getting there oh that's great yeah it actually it actually surpassed the nba because the stadiums tend to be a lot oh, smaller for the arenas right. for the NBA. So actually more people watch soccer now than okay, basketball. Okay, that's cool. That's a good development. Maybe we'll join the rest of the world in the soccer phase. But It's been really cool to see. So when I was young, I grew up playing soccer. And like nobody played soccer, nobody watched soccer. And when the women's team played in the Olympics and won the gold in the 90s, like that was... That was so cool to see the women's yeah. soccer team win a gold medal, and and that was amazing. Was that the the Brandy Chastain she tore mm-hmm. off? Oh, that was so iconic. Yeah. Have you been a basketball person? I guess my sport has always been basketball. I mean, it, it's fine. Yeah. I I played basketball because I played all the sports when I was growing up. Or watching. I mean. Eh, it's okay. It's it's not high on my list. I'd prefer to watch pretty much anything other than golf. <laughs> like golf is the one uh, thing I is... put below watching basketball. Yeah. I, I love watching curling even. Like I will sit and watch curling all day. I love the Winter Olympics. Honestly, curling is a better watch than golf. I oh, think we share for sure. similar opinions. For sure. Now, don't I like to play golf. I just don't want to watch other people play it. Yeah, not a fan of golf. For all right, we've totally gone off the rails now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about Christmas anymore. Anyway. No. But yeah, like Christmas, we have dinner plans, which is great. I think it's just a time for people to rewind rewind unwind unwind Unwind. (laughs) not rewind (laughs) actually it is rewind but it's very pessimistic to think about it as rewind (laughs) Uh, where people unwind i don't know that i want to go back and redo 2021 so let's just unwind and unwind and for people to meet meet up with their families again and yes we do have christmas food plans yeah i'm very excited so my mother-in-law she always makes christmas tree coffee cakes they're these like really delicious little sort of pastry bread kind of fusion that gets woven in the shape of a Christmas tree. And I've been wanting to try to make a gluten-free version, and I just haven't... I I did one time, and I I followed the directions too closely and treated the gluten-free dough like regular dough, and they just got flat, and it was Uh, sad. But I think I'm going (laughs) to tackle that and try again, maybe on Friday of next week. Yeah, baking is always fun. So keep an eye on my Instagram for uh, how the Christmas trees turn out. Yeah, for sure. If you don't follow Cass already, she has a lot of... Okay, so there's this Japanese term called, I think, meshitero, which means food terrorist, which means people post things of good food on their social media, and it you're terrorizing other people because other people can't eat it. Ah, okay. Which is, I think, what your Instagram is. <laughs> there is a lot of that, although I don't think I took a picture of the last set of cupcakes that I made, which I'm kicking myself about, but I made Bananas Foster cupcakes. So Every time I see your post or just other people's food posts i'm just like this doesn't make me happy this makes me upset that i can't eat it 
so I try not to follow too many food stuff because it just makes me angry. It's funny, like all of my Insta, so I try to keep, you know, I have to be on Twitter for work. I don't have to be on Twitter. I'm on Twitter for work and Twitter is a dark and depressing place. And Oh my you know, God, man. absolutely terrible. So yeah. my Instagram is just full of food, yes. cocktails, and baby animals. Like that's all that's on my, my Instagram feed. So. I think so. For me is very similar, except uh, I don't have too much food stuff because again, it makes me angry. I can't eat it. But anyway, <laughs> our new year hopes. One is that uh, we have some changes that we're going to make to the podcast, which I'm very excited to do, uh, including more guests and just a little little changes to the format that can help our listeners sort of both be informed and also uh, laugh and cry and rant with us uh, on the Monday episodes. So look forward to that. And any sort of public health new year hopes for you? For me, I hope that folks get vaccinated. I saw a statistic recently that most U.S. adults are fully vaccinated, which is great. The majority, it'd be fantastic if we could get that up even higher. It's only 60 though, isn't it? Yeah, 61%, I think. Which is technically majority, but... It's better than 40, right? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know, some of the new variants, you can still get COVID even if you've been infected previously. So vaccination, even if you've already had COVID, is the best protection moving forward. Get your booster as soon as you're eligible. Wash your hands wear a mask, you know, be be safe, because I really hope that as we move into the new year, that we can start to see our COVID cases decline and that we can all, again, slowly ease back into a new normal, hopefully with lower rates yeah. of COVID. I think it's good to say new normal because there's a lot of thing about old normal that we should definitely leave behind. And one of the things that I look forward to is for companies to finally realize that, you know, being flexible is something that people appreciate. Yeah, the right kind of flexibility can help people thrive, for sure. I'm, I'm on a verge of like a 10-minute rant, which I'm just going to pull back. I don't have we time, don't have time for that. that. I'm just going to pull back. <laughs> My public health hope for the new year is I hope that people who... So there's misinformation and disinformation, right? So misinformation is when you do it unknowingly, I think. And then disinformation is you, is you do it knowingly. I think that's the distinction. My New Year public health hope is I hope that disinformation is reined in, if that's the right term. Like, I think both for journalists and for just people on social media, I think there needs to be way more accountability in terms of what people can say, especially if it's just like blatantly false, because I think both public health and just everyone in general could really benefit from just having accurate sources more accountability yeah no that makes sense and i would add my hope for the world in general sort of beyond public health although this would likely benefit public health as well is that folks come into 2022 more mindful and compassionate than they have been previously yeah i think everyone can use some sympathy and empathy both giving and receiving for the upcoming year so thank you listeners for sticking with us. Absolutely. I just realized that today, as we're recording, or yesterday, we released two dozen episodes, 24, which, amazing. <laughs> and That's fantastic. Yeah, and we hope that you stick with us for the upcoming year as we release more public health stuff. Yay. Yay. So stay tuned for our first episode in 2022. New episode will be released January 6th. Episode 25. So look forward to that. Again, thank you listeners for sticking with us and we enjoy doing this and we hope you enjoy listening to us. For sure. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season, etc. Yeah, whatever you everyone 
is safe and happy. Yes. Happy holidays, everyone. And remember, everything is public health. Everything is public health.